Create semantic content using the Google SERPs with Paul Andre Devera from Workday. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain, and this is SEO in 2022. Andre, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Creating semantic content. And it's really, really easy. You can just usually just use the Google SERPs just to figure it out. Okay, so what does that mean in practice? How do you find the right SERP that is right for you? And what do you do with the SERP when you find it? For example, say you have your head term. You put it in your head. People are so caught up on ranking just one term. It's all about ranking for intent and multiple terms or multiple like queries. This is where you can get even more traffic and more quality traffic than just ranking for just one term. Why rank for one term when you can rank for hundreds, right? So this is what you do. You take your head term, that one term that you really want to rank for, put it into the search, and then you actually hit your search. Then you'll see some people also ask questions, right? You use those as your subheadings and as, as questions or as answers. And then you scroll to the very, very, very bottom and you'll see some related keywords, right? You want to in, sprinkle those in as well. And then to make it more semantically related and have more dense, you click on one of the keywords on the, on the bottom of the related searches. And then you go to the next page and you'll see at the bottom there another set of keywords that's related to the previous keyword. And then you can go down at least three times. I like going down three times to find these keywords because I feel that the, the SERP is, you know, people are all getting are all caught up on page one. Page two and page three are like emerging topics or it can be emerging trends. So these are ways to actually find some really, really key semantic terms and to create semantic content. And then I would have also, if you want this to be even more like more like up to date, you can change the setting from your Google, your Google settings to like searches within the past year. That way, you know, what's, what's, what's trending right now, what's hot, what are people actually searching? And then you have semantic content with what people are searching in within the past year, boom. Love it. Okay, so you're talking about diving into the people also search for text at the bottom of Google. And I love how you actually click on there and then Google will come up with additional terms and you keep on, keep on clicking on there. I yes. loads and loads of terms there. And if you get the right ones, absolutely incredible there. So what do you do then specifically with these suggestions? Do you add them to your existing page or do you create new pages? Oh no. So this really works. For, well, I mean, I'm in the B2B space. I'm enterprise SEO. And when you, when you do for terms like this and you have all these writers, you have to create briefs for them, SEO briefs. So this would be a brief that I would create for them. They'll say, Hey, Hey Dre, can you like, um, look for how we can rank for a certain term? Right. And then in my mind, I'm not thinking about the term. I'm thinking about like the term and the intents and the queries that would come up because I would use my strategy, which is the strategy I just, um, just mentioned. And I would just go ahead and I would keep it simple. I there's four places where I always tell the the content writer to place the, the main head term, and then also sprinkle in the keywords that I actually you know, also uh, recommend, which is also in the meta title, the URL, H1, and within the 100 words, uh, 100 um, words within one the first 100 words. The first 100 words, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So at least in those four places, and then just write naturally, answer these questions, include these keywords, and we're off on a great start. I mean, I've seen like a lot of my content that's been done this way rank for thousands of keywords. I mean, the different queries, the, maybe the long term, I mean, there's like over hundreds and hundreds of like first page terms um, uh, that on the first page. And it's, it's, it's a better way to 
show value and show up for more often than just showing up for one keyword, right? We should, why should we be stuck on just ranking for one keyword? Absolutely. And it's less competitive. You're, you're more yeah. likely to retain your, lank, your rankings over the longer term as well, build, build authority for your broad subject that you're talking about as well. Mm-hmm. I guess the challenge is that in the past, you used to attempt to rank for shorter tail keyword phrases. Mm-hmm. And you used to be able to use keyword research tools to actually see how many times that keyword was being searched per month. But if you're going for fairly longer tail keyword phrases in those kind of areas, a lot of these keyword phrases are perhaps being searched for the first time, maybe over the last few months. Um, Maybe there's not that much search volume available. So, So how do you justify the value of actually undertaking that particular strategy. I would totally take a search volume, you know, as, as in a good indicator, but not as your hard source of truth. Because again, people are always searching certain things. And you can look at this within your Google search console. These all show up. You can see the impressions, how many times things show up. And it's one of those things where you want to... Um, you can also go by when I mentioned the settings on the Google, when I say like, hey, let's look within the past year. People, I mean, if these keywords are showing up, people are searching it. They're just not showing up in in... in on some tools because maybe they are new or maybe if you even switch back to maybe the past month. And when I mention month or past year, this is the settings within your Google browser. You know, you can kind of, or your Google search, Google search. You can pick like all time, um, seven days, 24 hours and one week and stuff like that. So you can find and see what keywords are actually showing up or people are searching for that tools will show no volume because I mean, they were just searching within the past seven days or month. So is there any particular type of business that this strategy is most appropriate for? Is it appropriate for anyone? Do you have to have a website that that has a blog and has a goal to publish a certain amount of articles per month in order to to, to really drive this home? For me, it's it's been with more bigger brands, right? If you have a brand recognition, it's it's worked really, really well. I've I've worked with enterprise companies and each enterprise company, we have great writers. We, we, We have Gartner reports that we pay for. So we link out to our sources. We have, you know, we really, really have a, you know, more of a semantically, um, created page as well when we write the content where we annotate we resource yeah and how long does it take before you can measure success i mean because you're going for relatively um unpopular or uncompetitive uh, keyword phrases does it mean that you can rank within a few days yes no not necessarily a few days i mean it's more of like I'd say at least the three weeks, at least three weeks where we start seeing anything when I publicating when we start publishing things. And when I say when I say some of these, um, I'm, not, I'm not going for like you know let's let's take this for example, financial management system, right? Um, that's like a, you know it's it's a fairly um, you know search term and it's the term that we were trying to target. And I did the exact same strategy, and you know we're on the first page for that with thousands of other page, of keywords that are actually ranking for it. Um, it's it's you you go for your head term. Like eventually, depending on your brand, your brand recognition, I'm, I'm big on brand, like on, on how important brand is when it comes to SEO and how big your brand is and the amount of content you have already on your website. If you are known for like fintech or HR tech, um, will really, really help. And is this strategy best for fairly standard blog articles on your website or can this be used for podcast episodes, perhaps even used on YouTube as well to um, add um, certain phrases to your your titles on, on YouTube episodes? <laughs> Shh. 
Hey, I was gonna, that was, uh, this is something. This is a strategy I'm working out or trying to do right now on YouTube. But yeah, I, I feel that this can this can really work. Um, I mean, we could go on, on on YouTube, but I've been doing a lot of tests, and and this is one of my strategies that I'm doing. Um, you first heard first here on Majestic. How, how, how much is it worth to cut this bit out? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, hey, I'm testing it. I mean, if people listen, a lot of people listen about things, right? We we all of us wouldn't people that would te- like just try to educate on SEO, even maybe even spill some secrets. It's it just goes in one ear and like, oh, they know about it, but do they ever apply it? That's um, one thing. So we can say it. Hey, you guys try it. I'm I'm trying it. I'm getting some good results. In you know, it's out. <laughs> okay, just give me a little bit of a head start. You say, well, uh, <laughs> before everyone else does it. Yeah. Okay. So it's. I mean, it's it's logical because. The, it's the same person that does a search on Google that, that they do a search on YouTube. So it would be logical that people are using similar kind of phrases on, on, on multiple platforms. I've certainly found ranking podcasts that it, the title is so, so important. And by uh, just spending a little bit of time doing that research beforehand, incorporating those kind of phrases that people are looking for, as opposed to writing a title and not even doing research on it, um, mm-hmm. you're missing out on a big opportunity if, you, if you're not doing that. Exactly. Yes. And of course, if you're going to do on YouTube, I mean, make sure you say your keywords in your content, in your video. So so how does this dovetail into other SEO tactics and um, tasks that, that, that someone has to do? So uh, how, how does it fit into their their work environment? Is this kind of research that you only do on a on a quarterly basis, monthly basis? Should be you be doing this all the time? I do this all the time. This is something where if every campaign comes out, we always have a SEO portion, right? We'll have maybe content syndication. We'll have a paid search um, campaign attached to it. Like it's a whole omni-channel approach. And then the paid search part, I mean, the organic search part would be the, what I would do for this certain campaign. And we've, uh, whether it's like, we have campaigns quarterly and we have yearly themes. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking as an enterprise SEO at my company, but that's something that we currently do. Okay. And you also said that ideally you'd get rankings from doing this within about three or four weeks or so. So yes. if that's the case and you can't really measure keyword volume, um, are you saying to your boss, to, to, to corporate, look, um, you have to trust me on this based upon past performance. I can't tell you definitively financially how much it's worth at the moment. However, I can report back to you in a month's time and show you exactly what happened as a, as a result of me doing this. So I have a little story here for you because I tried that and they didn't want to invest any resources. So they said, mm. okay, if you get budget, they gave me $50,000 to get some content created. And I had to go use and create the content for an agency at first. And then once I had the agency write it and then you know had the way you know we were supposed to do it, and then once I was able to prove that and show how much, because uh, the way I show value within my teams for at least the content marketing teams, I show how much, which keywords are ranking. And I, I throw that into a tool and see what the, the, the cost per click is for the keyword that's ranking for. And I would, you know, take the average of how many, how many visits or how, the average of keywords, uh, the value of the keywords, and then multiply by the actual visits from organic clicks. And I get like a kind of like a the value of how much this page saved us from, um, let's say if we paid for it in paid search. So that's something that I that's a metric I always share to like leadership. How much we save, how, the keyword value of a page of all the keywords that's ranking for, added up monthly, and that's how much we're saving from paid search. Yeah, that's a great tip there. Great tip. 
So I, I think it's also worthwhile delving a little bit deeper into the type of content that you recommend creating in order to best take advantage of this approach. So you, you mentioned um, things like incorporating the keyword phrases within the heading, within the first hundred words. But how long in general should these articles be? I, I, ideally, is there a certain length or is it just how long is right? to actually convey the message that's right for the user. And then a little bit more about the style of article. Is it necessary to have images in there, perhaps a video in there as well, or, or something else in there? Yeah, we, we do like we do add images. Videos tend to slow down the page, so we kind of just leave, leave that alone. We, don't, we, have, we have certain sections of our website where we'd have videos, um, but images for sure. And this is where we would actually um, just go ahead and look at what the SERP is looking for. And that's to, to gauge, right? Just, you know, I don't like putting a number on, on, on the, like, the content. Like, I don't want to say, oh, we need a minimum of 1,500 words. We need a minimum of this. Um, but typically it is around there. But just looking at the SERP at first to kind of gauge it and then write it out. And then for the most part, we can tweak it after. I, I'm not, I don't want to force content like, oh, we need to add three more hundred words here. No, no, no. So I kind of like let it, for the user, you know, to be concise and then we let's see what we can do after we do doing some like correlation reports. So when you say look at what the SERP is looking mm -hmm. for, does that mean that you look for rich snippets opportunities and actually try and actually appear in them if if, if possible? Yeah, I mean I'm just observing the SERPs and like in competitors I met also as well. So digging going into the top ten pages, seeing what the average um, word count is for you know the top ten to make sure that so you use the SERP as your your guide. I I, really, I generally use like more of the um, SEO tools for research and, and, you know, maybe like, like I said, like the keyword vera volume, maybe some, maybe look and see how many backlinks of certain, certain place. And, uh, but for the most part, if you want to get ranking, the answer is right in front of you, right on the SERPs, right? And then you said like, um, the feature snippets, you can steal that by just like, you know, copying it and making it better. Um, and, you know, making more, I mean, that's what I've heard <laughs> you can do. Um, you just copy it and then just make it a little bit better. Um, I mean, I've seen some um, people doing that really well. Yeah, great advice there. And it's funny, actually, um, I've had a few conversations already. I talked with um, Santi Achille, and um, he said that um, the most important tool that he uses is Google Search Console. For, for you, it seems to be the the SERP it's, itself. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see uh, many SEOs actually relying on their own instinct, but also the results that they're seeing and, and the initial data from, from Google themselves, rather than actually... Mm -hmm. Too, 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 too many resources from other places. Um, mm -hmm. We've discussed a lot, uh, and um, I think it's going to be very useful. I'd like to change the subject slightly by asking you, if an SEO is struggling for time, and they've been doing something over the last five years or so that um, perhaps isn't as effective now as it once was, what is that thing? What should they stop doing now so they can be spending more time looking at the SERP in 2022? Stop paying attention on being uh, finding shortcuts, right? I mean, sometimes people would just like go ahead and do some blog comments all over the place, uh, maybe forum comments and stuff like that. That stuff used to work back in the days and maybe they were still are still hung up on it. That stuff may work if you are in a certain niche and and it's 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 targeted and they're all certain niche like it's but if you're just going all over the place and getting these forum comments, blog comments, um, that's something 
you should really really stay away from i mean use tools to get if you want to get links use tool like you know tools to get find great links and find what your competitors links that that they're they have and see if they have any um places where you can capture or even say can you use my link instead so in general would you say that social media has completely replaced blog comments yeah, well i like social media um, for, for even with SEO, because again, it's like maybe it's not like a direct ranking factor. The, sig- the, the signals of, of social, like I love social, um, whether it's like Twitter, Tumblr, um, Medium, or, or like, you know, the Web 2.0 properties. I love those for uh, to include those in my, my SEO strategy. And um, there's even some places where I actually have a, you know, some companies where they develop their own Medium um page just so we can you know get some you know equity from you know medium when we have we post some content there as well but yeah i love i personally love social um for to help with my mixture of things ranking well that's a whole other bucket load of worms that could be explored (laughs) but won't be explored in this particular episode (laughs) look you you can find um paul andre devera at dre.me um Andre, thank you so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you for having me, David. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>